Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. We're locked and loaded. We're ready to go. This week, guys, we are hitting our culmination of our NFL team positional breakdown comparisons. We got the AFC uh, four division winners, and then we're also going to compare them to our NFC winner, which was shockingly enough, the Green Bay Packers, which was like low key shocking, a little bit shocking. I yeah. didn't think it was really going to get there. Yeah, their but... defense is really ridiculous, and, and their offense is and, good enough. Yeah, and they're not. Yeah, their offense hasn't completely bottomed out yet, barring you know some injuries. If Rodgers fell off the face of the earth, then they'd be you know it would be the Rams, but mm-hmm. because it's Rodgers, it's you know yeah. It's hard to top that, um, but we're going to be talking AFC divisional positional uh, di- AFC divisional winner positional groups. There we go. That's yeah. a lot of multi wordage. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're also got to preview WWE's Clash of the Castle event in the UK, as well as AEW All Outs uh, show, and uh, we're going to talk some surrounding circumstances around that yeah. show. Woof. Um, we've also got the Kevin Durant news that he's staying in Brooklyn. We're going to hit on that a little bit. And we're talking a Michigan quarterback controversy, question mark, question mark, tease, tease, best in the biz. Um, we got a lot of stuff to go over, but let's start Mike in the squared circle. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with WWE because it's the first show on Saturday? Yeah, we can do that. Also, WWE has a much shorter card, so yeah. it's kind of like this yeah, might take a few minutes. Yeah, probably. so Clash of the Castle, uh, first big show in the UK in a very long time, right? Um, this is probably their first big pay-per-view event that they've had uh, overseas like this that hasn't been like a rebellion or something that really wasn't actively promoted outside mm-hmm. of in the UK. Um, yeah. This is their first big one, right? The last one that really comes to mind for me, at least, is SummerSlam '92. That's really the last time that I remember them having a big pay per view event like this over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a big deal. Um, they're they're really putting their best foot forward with this main event, which we'll get to in a second. But um, you know, thoughts real quick though on them doing a, a show on Saturday. You, we're kind of starting to see that more and more now uh, from both companies, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind the Saturday show. I they picked for it. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer a Saturday yeah, show. I do too. They really just picked the wrong day for it because Bro. it's college football Saturday. I know. So like, uh, there's a lot going on that next. Yeah. Weekend. So it's I'm like, ridiculous. I'm like, do I? Re- I, I it's going to be very conflicting. I'll probably yeah. have it on like my laptop while mm-hmm. watching football. Yeah. But it's like Michigan's plays at twelve, mm-hmm. and then you got a bit like Big Noon Saturday has a couple games, and then they really stack up college football week one this year. They got like Oregon and Georgia, and then mm-hmm. Ohio State at Notre Dame or mm-hmm. whatever. So like. It's like, when am I going to find time to really watch this show? Mm-hmm. The fun thing about All Out is on Sunday because of Labor Day. Right. It but feels be- like a Saturday. But right. it feels like a Saturday. But the NFL starts the week after, so like you don't have football mm-hmm. corresponding with it. So it's yeah. just All Out. This one's kind of stuck in with college football. Yeah. So it's going to be a little more annoying. But yeah, it's be in of, general, do it's prefer be the Saturday show. Too, just in general. It's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Two big shows coming at you. Um, the first, I guess technically the second, but the first real show under Triple H. Oh, under the Triple H umbrella. So this is cool. like the first one that was like solely put together by him. Yeah. Because right. like SummerSlam was his, but like half and the of the card was already his. done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. So we'll open up with our six woman tag match. Yep. We got Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Eero Sky taking on Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair. Um, I would assume. Yeah. Heels go over. Heels here. go over. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was fun to have Trish Stratus come out. Uh, Monday yeah. to kind of help promote this match a mm-hmm. little bit. Yep. Maybe she'll have some involvement in this. Yeah. But I would assume heels go over because of the new faction. Yeah, it, it really only makes sense, quite frankly. Um, you know, I wouldn't even be shocked here to see Belair take the fall to kind of set up a title match the following month, mm-hmm. right? Um, you could see that. And at this point, too, you may have women's tag champs as well. So Yeah, and both of these – or one of these teams are in the finals. Yeah. So And right. that final's on – 
Monday, yeah, I think so. I think or Friday yeah, or something. I so I think I think Bailey's squad, if we're yes. predicting that, will probably win the I can final. imagine. So, yeah. um, so you might have tag champs versus the singles champ with mm-hmm. her team. So mm-hmm. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I really wish they would have just like had Alexa Bliss and Asuka in the finals. So like it's kind of like a build to a build yeah. almost. But right. I digress. Yeah. You know, we can do what we can. This, the tournament's been a little snake bitten. I mean, they tried one NXT tag team that didn't work. Second one they brought in, they got hurt. So now they yeah. did like this. And, uh, and then the COVID stuff fucked up going to Canada yeah, or whatever. Exactly. So I was like, we're just going to... Lots of stuff. All right. Next match up, we got Rollins taking on Riddle, which on paper is just going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who wins this one? I would say Riddle, but I like my it, my like yeah. intrigue into this is they're two really good wrestlers that have a good yeah. match. I think I Rollins care. gets the win here. Um, he hasn't won on pay per view in a hot minute, and I think he needs to get this dub here mm-hmm. uh, more than anything else. I think that's the only reason why I have him getting the win here, though. I think either way, it's going to be a good match. It's going to be one of those where I don't think enough people are paying attention to this contest, yeah. but if they give him twenty minutes, I think they're going to be able to yeah. do some good work. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that this match would be awesome. Yeah, but I just like this mm-hmm. is like the one match I'm like I don't really care. There's a couple matches on here that I think are going to be low-key really solid that yeah. i don't think people are really paying attention to enough smackdown actually the next three matches are all just smackdown matches yeah. so let's just go there uh smackdown women's title match Liv morgan champion taking on Shayna baszler this is not one of those matches this is not one about. of those matches <laughs> but um i thought it was very interesting i don't know if it was on the tv show or not yeah. but on youtube they had a thing where riddle was like training Liv morgan on some like Yep. How to get out of certain mm-hmm. holds or whatever, yep. and I think that's really interesting. I think Liv Morgan wins here. Yes, um, but I thought that was very interesting because they were doing like the, the camel mm-hmm. clutch or something, and like she, he was showing how to like roll through, mm-hmm. which I think is probably going to be what the finish is. Yeah. Is she's going to ro- right. yeah, roll the, through yeah. a submission hold the, the pinner or something, clutch or whatever like that? Yeah, the, the basically it's a sleeper. Yeah, but, basically um, the grounded sleeper yeah. is what I would say. Yeah, I'm interested to see though the arc with her as champion still though because I I got some you know I actually really enjoyed the finish between her and Rousey mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. I know a lot of people though that didn't, and I was a little shocked by that response because they were like, "Well, it's a cop out." I go, "Yes, it's a cop out," but it, it but I thought there was a great method to the madness there. Where now this match here, Shayna finally getting another run in the main event singles part of this is okay. How do you still manage to keep like? I don't necessarily know if they have the ability to go 15, 20 minutes and tear the house down. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, how do you do this where you you not necessarily need to keep Shayna quote-unquote strong, but do you continue with the underdog type of champion role or does Liv get the pin outright, right? Like what are you going to do to eventually build up to when either Charlotte comes back or Rousey's back and you have to make – uh, Liv Morgan look like a credible champion rather than going in there as a sacrificial lamb. So I'm interested yeah. to see how they kind of develop her, mm-hmm. if, if that's the plan at all. You mm-hmm. know, so that's something to look out. Yeah, but I definitely think Liv Morgan wins. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not... I'd be pretty damn shocked if they all of a sudden just pivoted just like, oh, Shayna Baszler's champion now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think if Shayna did win, I think my one worry with the Triple H regime would be he's going to push all all, your NXT all his people? NXT people yeah. who are like doing stuff yeah. for him. That would be my only worry. But I don't think that's going to be the case because I think Liv's going to no. win. But that will be like a minor thing mm-hmm. if it if Shayna did win. Is yeah. are we just going to get all of those guys? Because like yeah. Gargano just came back, so I'm like, is he just going to go win some titles mm-hmm. and like? Is that going to be a thing? We'll I am see. very interested to hear about his booking going forward. I'm very interested Because too. I don't know what the hell they're going to do there. Right. Happy he's back. But. All right, so we have two more matches here. Before we get to these two, um, off of watching Raw and SmackDown, do you think there's anything else 
added to this Do show. We have the Intercontinental on this. I see in in the world title. Okay, are the two. Okay. So is there anything um, else that you think will be like a tag match or anything? I don't know. Maybe a tag. I would assume title there match. has to be a few more because there's only five. Yeah. So listed. I, so I can imagine. Wikipedia, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They haven't really done any tag stuff. They put the tag titles on the line quite a few times here. Um, maybe the United States Championship. Maybe you could do yeah. something there with Bobby. They've been doing a lot of that stuff. Um, I would not necessarily be shocked to see um, maybe something. Uh, I would be shocked to get like Gargano and and Theory. Yeah, right. Maybe Just like, like a singles right. thing because yeah, exactly. uh, of the uh, um, raw. Maybe something with AJ versus either the Miz or Champa because they've been kind of doing that back and forth type yeah. deal as well. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see um, a Judgment Day appearance as well. edge, right yeah i whatever. i mean i thought maybe that's what they were going was edge and finn but i don't know now yeah maybe maybe that. they do like a beth phoenix edge versus yeah, right yeah finn balor and they can do that Rita. as well so i don't know if they're waiting for a bigger show for that or not i don't yeah. know um it definitely feels like we're not we don't have the full complete card yet yeah um i yeah. really do think that this is a one match show in terms of 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 promotional like you yes. have you've got drew mcintyre in the main event I feel like this, everything else after that is a little bit ancillary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think overall, I think the match quality, I think what we're going to see though is maybe less matches, mm-hmm. maybe a little shorter runtime, but I think high, longer duration mm-hmm. in the Triple H regime, right? Yeah. Similar to the NXT stuff, but because you got to do 12 of these, okay, let's maybe let's, you know, lower the match count because we don't need so much filler. I don't need. Baron Corbin versus name a guy for yeah. for eight minutes. Instead, let's just get spread that eight minutes out to the four of the matches and let, let them tell a bit of better story. Yeah. So I can anticipate that as well. So yeah. there's that to think about. Yeah. All right. So what I presume would be a co-main, but who knows how they book these order. Yeah. Uh, IC title match, Gunther versus Sheamus. I think this match is going to be awesome. I think this match is going to be a low-key fire contest. Yeah. This match is going to be two guys beating the crap out of each yes, other. Yes, it will be. Uh, Gunther wins... But Seamus puts up a valiant fight. I, I, think, in my I don't opinion. know if the, I don't know if, if if I mean I would prefer going third to retain. I would but I could see Seamus. I, I just like the the yeah. stride that he's going on. Oh yeah, and it's just like I, he could why, just keep going with. Yeah, this. the only reason why I have Seamus even as a potential guy to take it is just simply because it's the only title he's have, never held. That's true. Right, so he would be the you know he's he's been U.S. champ, he's been world champ, he's been you know all the other stuff. He's never been Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. So because of that, right, you're like, okay, you know, maybe we get that added to it as well. Um, I'm, more than anything, so happy that the Intercontinental Championship is on pay-per-view and we are getting some main event quality matches out of this. Um, that makes me happy. And I do hope it. I do. It, I, I, have a, I could honestly see it open the show just as well. Yeah, um, it, it two could. Two guys from overseas, right, from mm-hmm. Ireland. Um and wherever the hell Gunther's from, um, at, you know, to open it as like a hot start, right? And then yeah. you end with Drew and Roman. I could see that happening as well. But this match should be. I think this match low key could be match of the night just based on it could be like the hard hitting aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I hope it gets the the time it deserves. Yeah, I think the fun thing about this card is you have like your Rollins and Riddle, which is going to be like your yeah. finesse technical oh, match. Yeah. You're going to have your Gunther and Sheamus, which is your hard hitting match, mm-hmm. and then you have your Reigns and McIntyre, which is like your homegrown mm-hmm. UK guy versus yeah. the unstoppable force right. kind of guy. Right. So I think yeah. you have like, story, yeah, yeah. yeah, you have like a, you have like all three pillars of mm-hmm. what different yeah. kind of matches yeah, you can have. Styles, right? styles, styles like this and different mix and match like this make good cards, right? Yeah. You want a little bit of everything for everybody. Yep. Yeah. So the main event time, we get Reigns, McIntyre, WWE title slash universal title match. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, 
I think is a little more up in the air than mm-hmm. what it should be, I think. Mm-hmm. What I think it should be is probably just Reigns winning. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more up in the air, and I think it's probably closer to, like, 60-40 yeah. that Reigns wins to me yeah. than, like, every other pay-per-view so far. I've been like, it's like 80-20, 90-10 yeah. Reigns mm-hmm. for most of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this one's, like, 60-40, even 55-40. Yeah. Like, I'm very close at, like, you in the see, UK, yeah. Drew McIntyre pulling out that huge big moment. Right. Crowd erupts for their UK guy. Like right. that could happen. Right. I feel like. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Is that it's you're in the UK for the first time in a long time, doing a major show like this. You've got your probably your biggest baby face right now, not including Cody mm-hmm. and Drew McIntyre. You've got the best, the hottest wrestler in the world, barring any company. He's just mm-hmm. he's on top of the world right now. And Roman, you're celebrating the two year run and all this other stuff. Um, I am going to be steadfast and say I'm waiting for Cody to get back just to beat him. And that's my ultimate thing. Triple H being in charge, that's that's something else, too, where that's a, that's a factor in this, right? Is, does, does he feel it the same way? I would assume he would. You know, I feel like Triple H and Cody would have a pretty good relationship. I can't imagine Based on Cody wouldn't. being yeah. like Triple H is my favorite wrestler. So I would assume that there's a good bond and there's a plan yes, there. I would, too. Um, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. I think you're going to just – this match is going to, if nothing else – I don't think WWE can lose in this situation because if McIntyre loses, that pop he's going to get when his music hits is going to be deafening. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be ridiculous, right? And I think the fans, I think this crowd is going to be super duper hot all all show, Mm -hmm. and that's going to help a lot. I don't really think there's a bad choice here. I do think Roman, from a longevity and from a... The, if you want the biggest possible moment to culminate the end of his run, I don't think it's here on a pay-per-view on Labor Day weekend preceding an AEW show on a long weekend. It just doesn't seem like the time to mm-hmm. do this change, if that makes any sense, yeah. right? Um, so I would I would take Roman here, but I think I think this match goes 40 minutes. No, I think I think this is a long yeah. burn. Yeah. A lot of Claymore, yeah. Superman kicks, yeah. or whatever, Superman right. punches, yeah. a lot of kickouts, a yeah. lot of close calls. calls. Yeah. Usos get involved, people get involved everywhere, right. and it's whoever just yeah. is, gets the last move mm-hmm. in is really what yeah. I think this one is going to be. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a phenomenal job on SmackDown this past Friday yeah. of Roman kind of getting some heat back and basically like just doing a 15 minute monologue it felt like in the camera it was like i wish somebody would beat me i wish yeah. they would but yeah. no one can so yeah. you're gonna have to deal with it and you're just like man that's just it's like low-key somebody like well no shit but at the same time it's like oh that's that's yeah. really good that's yeah really so good i i think my my preferred booking would be reigns wins here at mania cody beats reigns yeah is my preferred booking yeah but like you said i don't think you can go wrong either way yeah. which is why i'm way more close to like 60 40 45 55 on this yeah. but i do think reigns this is probably going to be the best match you're going to see reigns in until mania yes I don't, this is I, the I, only match i think you can have where i can go you know what there's a chance reigns can lose up until mania because right. if he beats drew here mm-hmm. i don't think they have anyone else outside of cody that I go yeah he could he could do it right like there's no like, one else even the carrying cross factor um in my mind a perfect way to get out of this without having Drew take a clean pinfall um, outside of it. Yeah, it's cross interferes. Yes. Cross interferes accidentally. You know, maybe he tries to hit Roman, but he hits Drew. And yeah. then we spin off. And I think that's a better way to get Karrion Cross involved rather than putting him immediately against Roman. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the smartest move. I think it would be better to have Cross go with McIntyre and have a three, four month arc mm-hmm. and allow, you know, maybe Drew gets the first one, but they have a bloodbath. There's something else, right, to establish Cross as a top guy. 
without having him having to challenge for the title. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think then, too, if you spend six to eight months building Cross, say Cody does take the title at Mania, and now you've got a ready-made badass heel in carrying Cross, right? This tweener guy mm-hmm. waiting, basically, right, yeah. for his chance at the new champion, you know, and yeah. we can kind of roll from there. Yeah. You know, and now you've got all of a sudden, you've got two brand new, f- two people in the world title scene that you haven't seen before to yeah. start the new wrestling calendar. Yeah. I mean, it's a exactly. pretty good time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Roman wins here, though. Yeah. So, long story short, I think Roman wins. Yes. But it's very close. Yeah. No, I think it's Drew, good Drew puts up a good effort. I'm looking forward to the show, honestly. Low key. Yeah. Intercontinental title being on the main uh, being on the main card makes me happy. So yep. All right, let's talk about AEW w. All Out, Mike. Um, for what we have announced and all that good there's stuff. There's a there's a lot more announced than there was three days ago. <sighs> yeah. Okay, let's just go for it. I guess. Okay. There's just so much. There's a lot. This here. is gonna be too long a show again, and I'm not gonna. So th- this show doesn't seem like to have as as many matches. However, a lot of these matches are like probably will go long matches. And, th- and there's some matches on here that I don't think need to be pay per view matches. There's a couple of them. I'm like, why? Why is this on yeah. the show? Well, we're gonna probably knock out just about all of those in these yeah. first couple because yeah. I'm gonna go least important or most important. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the first one that we're not even gonna talk about because there's nothing announced for it yeah. is they're gonna have a casino ladder match, but there's no participants and no qualifying yet. Yeah. So who knows what they're gonna do? Yeah. If I had to take any guess in the world, yeah, I think MJF might come back and win it. Yeah, but that's my only like. Uh, that's my only uh, this guess. Point, you might as or... well keep it a mystery well, until the show. That's what I mean. Like yeah, they like, might just yeah. they might just have eight yeah. people walk out and see what happens, and yeah, you might just I... get big pops for returning people or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, but there's know. like that's the one where there's nothing to talk about. You know how but I you feel about it, it, where they're just they're, they're announcing it right. We don't have qualifying. You know yeah. my feelings on this particular stipulation, where I don't yeah. feel like it has much value as of now because no one's really ever. Yes. want anything with it only um, only what warlow wanted yeah with the... um so because of that right i'm kind of like meh mm-hmm. to the whole thing um however ladder matches are fun just don't yes. put eight big guys in like they did last time and we'll be yeah we'll, we'll be, be good we'll yeah so yeah. so that's that's a match on here but we have no yeah. idea who's in it or what's right. on it so so to be determined wins that match damn we are good yes. one for one we are one for one <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my only guess is MGF. Yeah, I don't even. Know. I don't even have anyone else that probably even, could be. Yeah. But so sure. Uh, next up, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Battle of the I don't know. This is the a team match. This is a match that doesn't need to be on all out. Yeah, this, I, I love Ricky Starks. Like I am a big. I, I, Ricky I in Starks my defense, fan. I think this is the only match yeah. that doesn't deserve. I can make an argument for every other match yeah. on here. This is the only one I'm like. I'd rather just see this on dynamite. Like special, even, yeah, special dynamite, special even, right? dynamite, like or one of those yeah. clash of the whatever, blah blah blahs, whatever the, yeah. the other special ones they do throughout the year. Fine, that yeah. wants to be a main event rampage or something like that. Cool, yeah. but this match, all you've done for this show, for this match to be on pay per view, you only have four of these, mind you. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's the big sticking point here is Hobbs turned on Starks, Starks came out and did a pretty impassioned promo mm-hmm. and challenged him. That's it, that's yeah. all we've gotten. I just doesn't. If they were doing twelve a year, I'd say I get it. Probably opens the show. Blah blah blah. We're, we're fine. Mm-hmm. You only got four of these bad boys. It's the biggest one of the year. And with all the uncertainty you have at the top of your card, which we'll get to in a minute, just doesn't seem right. I don't know. Yeah. If it's just because they're they're so banged up, and that could be part of it. And I, I, fair enough. But you don't have an All Atlantic title match on this show. Uh-huh. Just saying, you don't have your TNT champion. Defending his title, 
I, I mean, he, he's yeah. in a banger of a he's, match. He's, he's going to be in a good one. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disagreeing, but I'm yeah. just saying you you, you could have gone other ways here. You could have. Let's keep going. All right, uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy. Yeah, this is gonna be fine. I think this will be good. This uh, is at least has some build. But this, this is what I mean. Yeah. This one and we'll I'll, I'll tie in Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho yeah. as the next singles match that was yeah. just announced. But I think both of these I could see because Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, you have the long arcing story, mm-hmm. and Brian and Jericho are just awesome. And I'm so okay like, with Brian and Jericho because their their factions have factions been feuding, have been feuding, and, and because you you go in and you go, okay, we haven't seen this, yes, right. So it's a little bit different. Um, this match here, I. I don't mind it being. I think it's rightfully deserved to be on the pay per view. I don't have any issues with it, but I just, for me, there's just no way I see. Like, I'm trying to figure out for this what this does for Jungle Boy mm-hmm. because I'm assuming Jungle Boy gets the win here. I would. I'd be so too. very shocked if he didn't, unless they're really going to turn Luchasaurus for real. Yeah. Um, he beats Christian Cage, and that's fine. But Christian's wrestled three times in three years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, what are we getting? From him beating Christian, you know, I think we're very far removed from Christian having beaten Kenny yeah. at this point where it's like he's been a manager for the past 18 months. So mm-hmm. that's the only thing I'm kind of concerned with here is I feel like they they want this to be like Jungle Boy's like first really big singles win. Mm-hmm. But it's not over anybody that at this point Christian is not edge, I yeah. guess, is the best way of putting that. You know what I mean? In the same scenario. So I don't know. I think it'll be fine. Be okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Brian and Jericho because they're feuding. Um, I think this match is going to be awesome. awesome. Yeah. Jericho, every time. Basically we think, for the for the custody of Daniel Garcia. Basically, yeah, literally Jericho. Though we we go off and on with Jericho, where it's like, man, there's just times where he's just rolling, and other times where you're like, man, he's really showing his age. He is yeah. not showing his age. Last six months, goodness yeah. gracious. Awesome. I don't know who wins this though, because I can see Brian winning. And I, then I, being the whipping boy, but at the same time, I can see Jericho winning. And I imagine Jericho wins yeah. because I think if Jericho wins, he's like how I look at it is when you have factions going up against each other. Yeah, and this could be a totally off idea, but like someone who's the head of their faction, yeah, should always beat should always beat someone who's like someone lesser yeah. in the other person's faction. Yeah. And like I think you could have a fun story where like Brian, like they go on this war, yeah. but Moxley beat him in the war, right. where like Brian couldn't beat Jericho in the war, yeah. and then like it's always like in his head's like man you just like moxley one up to you i feel like i feel like they're gonna set some long-term story where like brian's always getting one up by moxley and brian's not gonna have it anymore even though brian beat moxley yeah okay but like he beat him the first time yeah, right. and now that since since moxley's been on this run yeah it's been like moxley's just been like yeah. okay you can't beat jericho i can beat jericho you can't beat right this name guy. a guy i beat this guy and it's just like man i'm just kind of sick of your crap because i beat you the first time so i think i think you could like long term get there to yeah. have this match i i I you know I don't mind Moxley being world champion. I think he's doing some great work right yes. now. No issue there. Um, I still wish we would get, and maybe we still are going to get that at some point. I really wish they would have just kept them together and just we had a tag title run yeah. there. I just felt like that had like magic written all over it. I yeah. really did. Like I was like I was really high on that thought where I was like, man, them against name every tag team they have yeah. for six months. Yeah. Tell me where that's not the main event. Tell me where it's not. You know yeah. what I mean? And I have not been I don't know how you feel. I don't necessarily I have not been blown away with Brian Danielson's AEW run. I think he's got some standout moments for sure. But like from like a career perspective for him, mm-hmm. what was it what is he doing in AEW that he couldn't do in WWE? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't he's not the top guy. 
He's not even really in the in the yeah. hunt right now. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I think I think his big thing was he wanted to like uh, wrestle Kenny, which yeah, he did, which was awesome. For sure. He had the two against Hangman, which were awesome. He had the Moxley one, which was awesome. Yeah. And I think he, I think eventually he's going to transfer over to Japan, and he's going to yeah. start just doing something. And maybe I just feel like from I still feel like it's been long enough. It's yeah. like it's only been like a year. Yeah, and I feel and Japan's been closed, so it's like yeah. hard to like get over there. Like I think now that it's way more open, and yeah. you can actually go over and like not have to spend three weeks in a no, no. But waiting. I'm just talking about just like, strictly his AEW stuff. Like he hasn't won. He's won one big match since he's been here, mm-hmm. and like it's like. Two, two, but yeah, you know, like you you lose twice, you lose to Hangman, right? You go to the time limit deal with with Kenny, and all that stuff's great. Uh-huh. But once again, it goes. I'm I'm just saying from like a a perspective of okay, great. Well, you could have went sixty with Roman yeah. if you had to. I'm not I'm not comparing the two in ring before people start to rip my head off. Yeah. What I'm saying is that from a story perspective, it's still a big deal. Yeah. You could have went forty five with Edge. You could have done things with with Drew. You didn't he do that, have, right? Yeah. Like, so I'm just saying, like, overall, while the dream matches are good, he hasn't won. Yeah. So at some point, you got to win. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, that's why for like this match with Jericho, I go, does he win? Because right now he's been putting over Daniel Garcia. So yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I don't know. But but either way, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a fun one. It'll probably be semi main, honestly. If I had to guess. Uh, yeah, probably. I, w- I would be every, shocked. Everything else on this card, I don't think really warrants it. You don't your tag title match. No, yeah, we'll, you got hey, a big we'll six man tag. Meh. Yeah. So our first six man tag of the night, we'll have Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, which is just yeah. like out of nowhere, which is just wild to hear about. Yeah. Taking on FTR and Wardlow. Talk about a match. I think it's just gonna be such a banger. Yeah, that's gonna be really good. Just a sure. straight banger. Yeah, it's I gonna do. Be this I, one. I do think they they originally had Jay Lethal and the two dorks that were with Jay Lethal and his faction thing. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is gonna suck. <laughs> and I was like, this is not gonna be fun. Well, Sanjay's retired. Yeah, that's retired. Yeah. He doesn't wrestle anymore. But so. no, it was gonna be Jay Lethal, that tall guy, no, no. and they're gonna. Yeah. Oh, no, he's it, like done. Yeah, Sanjay doesn't wrestle anymore. Oh yeah, like he's not a he's not a wrestler anymore. Like oh, he's okay. like I'm not. He's like I can do other stuff. I don't need to. Wrestle oh okay. Anymore. But either way, but to your point, your yeah. point is my so, point was either like, way. Originally, this card came yeah. out it was like Jay Lethal and those two guys versus. And I was like, this is Ew. gonna suck. Yeah. You gross. It's like Jay Lethal and a whole bunch of nobodies versus a good team. Yeah. And then they're like, actually, we're just gonna bring in the most machine gun. I was right. like, okay, now this match moved from like a right. four out of ten to like a nine out of ten. Well, and instantly. That's, and that's the thing too is that you look at. Um, FTR and Wardlow, right? You could probably argue they're two hottest acts outside of Moxley, right? Pretty much. Kind of combining, yeah. you know what I mean? That's kind of why I'm a little bit like, I kind of would rather have seen them split in this particular scenario because I feel like you have two over acts. Like, Wardlow's really uh, uh, over yes. right now, right? He's FTR is, FTR is probably on top their, of the world. Yeah, right. So, because of that, rather than combining that into one match we could have split that off and be like okay hey jay lethal wardlow go 20 minutes right and, go, yeah. and, and have jay lethal make wardlow look uh-huh. like a fucking millionaire uh-huh. and then ftr could be doing what they should be doing and that's being AEW tag team champions but it's fine you, you know what i mean i don't know i just that's, that's just that's just me i don't know just 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 me just saying just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. i want my favorites to do my things michael okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want damn it all right. God. So next up, we got Jesus. the TBS title match, which Rob normally, Ugh. normally we go, that's gross. Yeah. This one's not terrible. Yeah. Jay Cargill and Athena. Yeah. This is the first one. They've this is the first one I'm like really actually yeah. like, oh, this I'm not gonna like go walk out of the theater and yeah. go get some popcorn. Well, Jay Cargill, but Jay Cargill's gonna win. Yeah. But like, 
at least it's not against someone I don't know who it is for the most part. Like yeah. Tay Conti, I'm like I I don't care. But yeah, yeah. Jay Cargill wins um, in like twelve in like twelve I, minutes. That was I a lot of time. That was like seven minutes. Like six minutes <laughs> maybe. Yeah, she hits her big move. We think, <gasps> and then she picks her up. Yeah. Finishes. Her what off. I really need her to do is hit that like moonshot mm-hmm. stunner thing. I need Jay Carter Jay to take it, do like a backflip land it and just be like nope and then just yeah. like choke Sarah Peter. Like, that bitch. that would like, be oh, all right, that then. would be so cool if they pulled that <laughs> off. But I'm, I think I'm expecting a lot out of that. So I'm not I'm not putting my hopes up, but that'd be really cool. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. No, I, uh Jade wins. Um I kinda wish honestly they would just move this up a week and then just had Jade be in the fa- the fatal four way for the women's title and just win it there and just be done with it. Honestly. But that's just me. Yep. Um all right. Uh AW title match. Swerve in your glory. This is what I was just. What is happening? Yeah. Swerve in your glory versus the acclaimed. These are two names I never thought would be on a pay per view together, but here no. we are. And that and that's my thing is that and I texted you about that. I went so we just getting title shots now, huh? Yeah. Like we're just asking for yeah. shots. Yeah. I was gonna say so. To be fair to AEW here, to be fair. the acclaimed are the highest tag team ranked that aren't in a match. Right. Because FTR right. I think is one and Young Bucks yeah. are two and they're right, both right. doing other things. And that's so fine. so yeah. I like the idea that it's like okay we're actually gonna care about our rating system even though they yeah. never show it or ever. never ever bring like, it up ever. I didn't bring it up ever except yeah. their records. But at least they're like okay you're ranked number three we're the champs so this makes sense that we're going at we're going at each other right now. Mm. Um, this match I don't think will be very good. And I think this might be the worst tag match on a pay per view in a really long time. Yeah, for for, for the world titles. Yeah, because like the like this isn't like you don't have like even one of your star studded tag teams. I don't think in this why one. I I that's why I said like that's why I'm kind of more irked. Like okay, cool. Machine guns are here. Cool. Mm-hmm. Machine guns versus the acclaimed to open the show. I would like more than yeah. machine guns being wasted to put over a team in FTR who don't need to be put over. Like, yeah. they're already... Listen, if you want to do Swerve in Your Glory versus Motor City Yeah, guns, fine. Yeah, whatever. Awesome. It's like, hey, we don't have a tag team right now. Like, we're issuing an open challenge and then they're the surprise people that yeah. come out. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. But to then have... Like, I just... I, I'm just all about, at this point, like, you, you're banged up a little bit, right? Certain guys are out. You're getting guys back from injury. You have your world title picture is a confusing mess right now. Which I we'll just get feel to. like, why not Why not piggyback off the things that are working, right? Yeah. Wardlow is clearly developing a following. Why not have him on his own? Because guess what? I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but when Wardlow walks out compared to when FTR walks out are going to be two different levels of, of excitement there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's just the thing. But, you know, I digress. Yeah. AEW interim women's world. We're just apparently just saving FTR from being tag champs because they don't want to carry 80 pounds of luggage. Apparently that's the only reason why because I don't understand why they're not the champs now. AEW interim women's world title match. So on on Dynamite, yeah. What's your uh, Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa comes out, not come out. She was in the backstage. Yeah, she you, said, don't, you, don't, you don't get to. Yo, you don't get it. No, Punk gets it, but you don't get it. She comes out, or she she stands in the back area, and it's like, yeah, my my back. I don't even know if she announced so, it, but apparently it's her back that's like all fucked up. Is okay, what so said. question for you. Yeah. Why is this? Why are they doing an interim here? They always do an interim. Right. So I guess my question is why. I understood it so, with Punk because he got hurt immediately. Yeah. Right. My my thing is, I guess if you set the presence that there's always yeah. an interim with injury, yeah. then I just keep it. You know, because like Cody's was. That was a COVID thing, though. That was a COVID thing yeah, too. That, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, but like yeah. they they always do. If you yeah. can't compete, we're gonna get the interim, right. and then we'll get interim versus yeah. actual champion later. Yeah. So like, 
I, I can't hate them for doing an interim if they always do an interim. Yeah. Now, do I do I not like the interim system? I just think it's a bit... I think it's okay. I think it's been overdone, but it's also because they have so many injuries that right. it's like everyone's well, just getting and, hurt. And my so thought like, was, like, I, like, even when Cody did it, he won the title, like, a week before, right? And then there was just the rematch. So I was like, okay, I get it because you're trying to... You deliver the, re, you're to deliver the rematch and some situations out of your control where, yeah. okay, you have Thunder Rose and Tony... But she's been champion for like six, eight months. So mm-hmm. you vacate it, you crown a new champion, and then Thunder Rose is just the immediate rematch. Rather than yeah. putting the interim tag, it just makes it feel less than for that person who's winning it. Yeah, I felt like the world title situation was a unique situation only because Punk immediately got hurt. Well, so I think the first, so I even think the Cody one, because like they announced yeah. like, okay, we're going to have Cody defend his title against like Scorpio Sky or yeah. Sammy or whoever yeah. it was. Yeah. And then he couldn't go to COVID. So like, you know what? We're going to do the next best. We're going to get an interim champion. Right. And then two weeks from now, we'll just yeah. combine the titles. Yeah. And then the eight, the the punk one was like, all right, he got yeah. hurt right away. So we're, we don't want to have a right. two. Basically, what it was is you don't want to go on cage match to see punk two-day title reign. That's really what it is. Right. So you want to like. Well, that's, that was my point, though. Yeah. Thunder Rose been champion for six months. Yeah. So Why not just have her yeah. vacate? But I do think thing. that like once you set yeah. the precedent of once the champion gets hurt or whatever, they can't defend it, then you get it interim. So you can't just go, there's no Because then everyone's going to go why were there interim for Punk, but not for this I one? So I think yeah. I think now that you went the route, you have to stay the route. Yeah. Um, do I love the interim? Again, like I said, not really, mm-hmm. but I, I get why they do it. Yeah. All right, so anyway. But anyway, so we get, we get Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter. So Is there really a question that Tony Storm's not going to win this, or... I mean, I would prefer Britt Baker just to win it back. But I would probably prefer that too, <laughs> but I don't think there's any way she does. I don't think she does so. either. I think Jamie Hayter's in the match to take the fall. I do too. And um, yeah. Or Oshita could take the fall theoretically, yeah. and I think Tony Storm should win. <laughs> Turns out Jamie Hayter wins the whole thing. I'm like, cool. Jamie Hayter, by the way, I know we're hating on her, but like, she's big in stardom. Like, she had a, she's a very accomplished for yeah. her own right. Just you know, she's just not interesting in the not world compared to Britt Baker. I mean, damn. Oh. All right, uh, co-final. Maybe because we don't know what's going on. Sure. Uh, trios title. So if uh, okay, we can get to this world title thing now, I guess. So if the world title is not on the show, I assume this will be the main event. It has to be. What else is there? But if the world title is on the show, then that's gonna main event, and then who knows where this match gets put? This might open the show for all I know, but oh, who knows? Like, like it's hard to find a yeah. spot for this match because it's gonna be awesome. I think yeah. so. We have what they call the dynamite finals which is aussie open and the elite which is going to be awesome mm-hmm. which i kind of wish was the final final but you know it's yeah. not um so that's the code that's the one side of the final yeah. the other side you're gonna have dark order and best friends so i think this is pretty obvious why did the dark order win it's the hangman storyline literally all it is but dark order won i was <laughs> yeah um okay we're gonna get the elite versus the dark order yeah with the elite winning yeah that's how i see it i can't i I cannot imagine it going another way now actually i I could imagine it going another way one other way it goes dark order wins the whole thing yes so the elite beat aussie open and those guys the united empire whatever yeah right and then osprey somehow comes back screws the elite and then we get kenny osprey at grand and slam at whatever the next big show is whatever yeah, right yeah. and then dark order wins everyone who's been clamoring online for the dark order to get more tv time right they're the first champions blah 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 blah. we go that route and then you spin off into those two guys having 
their match. That's the only other way I can see the Elite not winning, unless Adam Cole and I, stuff come out. But I feel like at that point, might as well let them win and then attack them. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You know what um, I mean? Yeah. I could see that happening. I could show. I could just see because of that. I, I think somehow. So when you look, so they have Grand Slam happening September twenty fourth. So a month from now. A month from now, yes. Uh, it's, I think it's three weeks from the Wednesday after All Out. Yeah. So I think you need to find a big enough match to put on that show, mm-hmm. and um, if presumably what this world title match is going to be, it's going to happen on this show. Mm-hmm. Then you're not going to have that for Grand Slam. I think the biggest match you could put on is Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. Yeah. And so if that's going to be there, I wouldn't also be shot to Dark Order. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Which, so which, set yes. it up for that, yeah. right? And because they're always looking towards the next big show, right? So. Yes. Everyone assuming that the elites are just gonna get the elites just gonna get it done. Yeah. Okay. Now the Dark Order pull up the upset against House of Black, which, much to my dismay, yeah. To then go in here, right? You have this banger of a match, right? Where maybe Osprey doesn't get pinned or whatever. Kenny gets it on Fletcher or whoever. You go into it. They're dominating. He takes out Kenny, and then Dark Order wins. Big pop for the Dark Order because Dark Order's ha- everyone's happy because Dark Order's are big baby faces. Yeah. And you roll right into. And I wouldn't be. I wouldn't hate because who knows if they're gonna be ready. But then you can do undisputed elite with. Adam Cole at the helm versus yeah. Hangman's right. Dark Order team, yeah. and, and then, then you, you go re- back, and then you can get that match between the Elite and the and undisputed the Elite, yeah. undisputed Elite when the Elite take the what titles are they off. Them. Are they still called the Undisputed Elite? I assume so. And then I think the Bucks and Kenny are Bucks and Kenny. So I'm just gonna call the Undisputed Elite the Undisputed Era until somebody tells yeah, me what yeah, the other fine. name Whatever. is. Because I don't really know the difference between yeah. the two yet, but they're just anyway. They're, so I, there's a lot of different ways to go about this. Either way, though, this is one of the few matches where I am very intrigued. Yes. Right? Because I think you're going to get some high-quality action regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to tell a great story. Um, if there is no world title match on this card, then this should made it This should definitely made it Your new champion. <laughs> if, if you, and either way, either Kenny holding the titles with, like, the Bucks or, the or Hangman, yeah. like, being like, I can't believe we did it, guys, like, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both ways are good ways to end the show yeah. in general. So I definitely think this will main event. Um, It'll either co... I think it's either... Yeah. I It's it's going to be tough. But I think with AEWs, they never co-main with, like, the second best match. I know. Like, they're like WWE, where they always have the filler match in yeah. between. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked if you had, like, swerving your glory co-maining or something. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's like having that. All right. So, so anyway, so yeah. with this world title picture. So the only reason I'm bringing this up, so it's not on Cage Match, it's not on Wikipedia or anything. There and we don't even know, though, but there has been talk. So according to West, uh, the Wrestling Observer Live yep. with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, yep. right after Dynamite happened, yep. which we all saw, they had their, their unification yep. match, yep. like two minutes in, Punk gets hurt, DMT. air quotes on, and then they hit the Death Rider. Moxie wins in like three minutes. Yeah. The report came out, and Dave Meltzer said it. He said, no, the plan's still for them at All Out. Yeah. That's still the plan. Like, yeah. the plan hasn't changed. As I saw, he apparently, Dave Meltzer saw the card, yeah. and it was them two main eventing All Out. So, I guess if that happens. Now, I I was okay with everything that happened until I heard Dave Meltzer say that. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I was totally cool if Punk wanted to pretend he was hurt. He leaves for like three months and comes back at full gear, and yeah. they do his whole thing. Or whatever. Like, I was totally cool with that idea. I I don't see a realm where you do this kind of thing, but then Punk is able to rehab and be okay in, in enough time yeah. in 10 days right. to go challenge for the world title and beat Moxley. With no build. Either. With no with no real build. I yeah. mean, the build is the championship right. thing or whatever, yeah. but that's, that's, that's it. I don't... Yeah, I'll let you keep going. But no, that. so like that, that's just kind of my thing is like, there's no stipulation I can think of that's like, 
yeah, that's that helps that yeah. helps you at all. Like if you make it no DQ, Moxie's like, thank God, because yeah. I can just kill you with stuff. Right. Like there's nothing that helps Punk enough. Like there's no like interference that fucked up Punk. So there's no cage you can like that you can put. Yep. So like I like I guess I was okay because I was okay with the storyline of him like hurting his foot, not being a hundred percent, blah 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 blah. Because you just want to unify the titles for Moxley. That's fine or whatever. But my thing was okay if the plan is still for this match at all out. Then what do you? Because like, is Punk gonna limp out on crutches and he's gonna fight on one? Like, what? Like, how are you gonna get this off? And I guess maybe they have this master plan that I haven't thought of, and they're gonna announce that on Dynamite that it's gonna be some random stipulation that I could never have thought of that's gonna make it seem okay. Mm -hmm. But that's my only gripe with this is I don't understand. I don't see the way Punk makes it too all out in storyline mm-hmm. and i can sit here and go oh yeah he's gonna beat moxley who's on the hottest streak ever because he has a broken foot his, he broke his other foot on their kick or something yeah you know what i mean so i i don't know i don't know I've, how they're gonna do this for all out. i've got a lot of issues with it i didn't like it when they announced it you texted me and you were like i don't understand and i went this is dumb yeah straight up um I know, knowing when they came out at the 9 o'clock, like, oh, right yeah, at 9 no, o'clock, I was like, oh, this is going to be a five-minute yeah, match. Exactly. Yeah, there's no way this is going to be an actual so, match. So, the other issue I have with it, okay, so you're going through with this match, and yeah. I was really hoping until they rang the bell, I was like, somebody please interfere. Somebody attack somebody, do something. Yeah. Jericho appreciated. I've never been more excited to see Jake Hager in my life in that moment, right? Like, that's what <laughs> I wanted, right? Um, and then to then do it the way you do it, where, okay, you, he beats him in three minutes and he hurts his foot. Okay, so... Tell me this, and to your point, you can't tell. Well, he rushed back, so he just kicked him in the back of the head, exacerbated a unhealed injury. Yeah. How is he then going to come back in ten days and beat him? Yeah. That's not a thing. That's 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 my that's what I'm saying is that's my biggest problem with the idea. And then to then go out there and okay, well he rushed back. Okay, but if you're planning on doing it ten days later, yeah. How he. You're not, he's not, he's still not going to be ready. Yeah. So here's my thing is I would have been okay with this if they did this three weeks ago. Yeah. Because if you told me he hurt his foot again, but he had three, four weeks to rehab and get his foot right to have this match, I'd go, okay, like there's reasonable time to like, like heal your foot in that amount of time. Yeah. But this whole 10 day storyline thing, I go, there's no way you re-aggravated your foot. And then in 10 days, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm well, just going to tape it up and go. And here's the other issue I have with this now too is now you've booked yourself into a corner because you're going to have Punk lose clean again. Yeah. Or you're going to have Punk on half a foot yeah. with three toes and half a butt cheek per Dan Campbell yeah. beat your hottest star. Yeah. Which one are you going to do, Tony? Mm-hmm. Because that's where you've got it to. Yeah. So, and you still got this baby face, baby face thing going yeah. too. So it's like now I do think so to to, to that point yeah. I do think Punk at the end of all of this yeah. will be a heel maybe so and and if that's the way you get there is he cheats to win yeah which is uh, which fine. is how if this yeah. match happens at all out I it's definitely see way. I see a cheat to win and people in Chicago it will be the you know I and I was talking to someone about this the other day it will be the craziest thing ever because this match is in Chicago if they boo him yeah because of how much everyone loves right. Moxley right now right. if they boo Punk in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'll know, clap yeah. for Tony to be able to pull that off. They, but yeah, but in well, that's insane. I just 
and I don't even know how he's going to cheat in order to get it done. No, because Punk well, has I no friends right now. Well, like, he, one, he has no friends, and two, I I can't see him wrestling if his foot yeah. can barely do a roundhouse kick for three minutes. Right. I don't how understand how he's going to go minutes. 20, 25, 30 right. minutes yeah. before you get the opportunity to cheat. Right. Yeah, like I just don't right. see it. And so all of that being said, it just feels. Like there's other things at play here. Yeah, I don't understand. You were you were good. Yeah, I don't understand the reason to jet this up a week. Yeah, when you could have just waited, had another two weeks last Wednesday and this upcoming Wednesday, mm-hmm. where we're we're barbing back and forth. Right, Punk's yeah. talking on a, to Tony Schiavone. Moxley's talking in the backstage area somewhere, mm-hmm. and we're getting to the point where you have to have a somebody in between them physically in between them in order to make sure they don't attack each other before the pay-per-view yeah and then you go 25 minutes and at that point i don't care who wins punk wins cool moxie yeah. wins cool i don't care so yeah so and this is why i'm very intrigued at how this will happen because i do think that if like if punk like ends up winning this at the very end of it all yeah. he ends up winning I'm like, or if I'm sorry, if Moxley ends up winning this all at the very end, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't understand why you couldn't have waited this two weeks, like you said, have this match. But no, in like 25 minutes in, he does the roundhouse, puts his foot, and that's how he loses because he rehab, he wasn't ready in time. You know what I mean? Like, like I wouldn't be like, you could do the same finish. You could do the same finish, but at all out, and like he hurt his foot or whatever. Allow him to go away. And then come back with the chip, and we're rolling. And stronger yeah. than ever, right. and then you're rolling. Exactly. Like I like for me, Tony always does this thing where you have like the clearest path possible to and what you want to do. Over and he here. goes, "I'm going to go through the woods, like go yeah. into this marsh pit, yeah. swim around in this marsh pit, and then eventually we're going to get there where everyone's happy. But like on the road there, it's not like I'm not having a good time with it. And it's to, weird. And to the other point of this, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I look at All Out as their biggest show. Yeah, from I do a, too. from a from a promotional standpoint, like as of this, this as of like, right now, probably right? Like, yeah. until they tell me, like, oh no, full gear is our number one, or this yeah. double or nothing is our biggest one. Yeah, I think I think in like two or three years they're gonna change like revolution to something else, just so they can make years, all out. Be twelve pay per views, but well, yes, but no, but they're gonna make they because they have to make all out. Yeah, number wise, yeah. more than everyone else, right. So it's like, oh, we have our eighth all out, but like fifth this right. pay per view. So like that's so our if show. all out's your biggest show. Then the fact that I don't know what your main event of your biggest show, yeah. your WrestleMania, is a week out, unacceptable to me. Yeah. It's unacceptable to me. And that's something where it's like, I get it where you've been hit with a lot of injuries. I understand. I think both companies have really gotten screwed over with yeah. big stars. Not like mean like big stars getting hurt. But you can't go into this show thinking, oh, no, no, no. So we're going to give this away. We're going to do this weird, cheapy thing. And then 10 days later, I'm supposed to buy that Punk has a legitimate chance mm-hmm. to beat Moxley in 10 days. I'm not even I'm not even going to lie to you about this, Rob. Yeah. I think I'd be more excited if you told me that the casino ladder match will open the show. We're not going to announce anyone that's in it. And the winner, and the winner gets, gets, a, gets shot. a shot. Right. Because then at that point... It's an unknown variable. People, people are buying their pay per view yep. to see who's in the yep. show in it. Right. MJF comes out at eight. Everyone flips their mind. He wins it. Right. Right. Or it doesn't even or, matter. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, if you yeah. had MJF win it, but like, guy. you yeah. can name like because you just don't know who's going to be right. in it. I think that would add more intrigue than what's going to happen at this right. show right now. Exactly. 
I just and and it's one of those. And you would even have to have that world title then main event. Yes, you could have it in the middle of the exactly. show somewhere. Or no, just semi main that shit. And, same and then you have the six man. You go off with a hot angle where your Kenny's back, right? Kenny's the yeah. center of the world. And you roll off with a hot angle there, right? If they're going with maybe my proposed finish of Osprey yeah. screwing him. Okay. And you immediately go into, oh, dude, we got new six-man tag champs. We got confetti, right, for the Dark Order. Everyone's happy about that. And you're rolling off with a big singles match in three weeks. Oh, by the way, right, Moxley successfully retains or, or whatever, right, mm-hmm. against a new main eventer because you've now established that this guy who just won the Casino Battle Royal is a main event guy because that's what it should be if you get the world title shot, the biggest show of the year. And now you've got things to spin off to. Mm-hmm. But you are not going to be able to sell anybody that has a relative thought of rationale. And I know it's wrestling, and I know you're supposed to sp- suspend that belief. But to now go into this match and say, well, how am I going to ever believe? At the end of the day, it comes down to this. How are you as a consumer, as a wrestling fan, who has already has to kind of turn your brain off a little bit when you watch all this, yes, to go, oh, no, I think Punk's going to win. Mm-hmm. Because you don't. There's no chance. Yeah. And if he does win, then you just took your biggest badass and he loses to Punk with one foot. Yeah. It doesn't make Punk look tough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything positive for Punk because Punk's won the title or whatever. Mm-hmm. All it does is kill Moxley now. Yeah. And then the only solution to keep Moxley strong is to beat Punk clean. Mm-hmm. And then at that case, now Punk has lost twice back-to-back. Since he came back, and now where the hell do you go with Punk? Yeah, I think I think the thing that intrigues me the most is in that same Dave Meltzer talk. Yeah, he said that. So Tony Khan didn't want to do this idea. Yeah, Moxley, Moxley came up like, with yeah. it, and then Punk agreed to it, yeah. and then Tony was like, "I guess we can do it that way," yeah. which is which is to me the most Wild. interesting yeah. part because I'm like. I mean, we all we give all the crap to Tony because he's the lead booker yeah, in this. Right. Well, but yeah. it's like Moxley, Moxley came up with the idea, and they all okayed it. And I was yeah. like, so they must they must have something planned for this. Yeah. And that's why I think Dynamite is so must must watch. Yeah. For literally, just for the idea of we don't know what the world title match is going to be, yeah. and we don't know how you're going to try to portray how it. How are you going to get there? How are you going to portray it to make me interested in right. it? It's yeah. like why I'm gonna watch Dynamite this Wednesday, yeah. and that and that's not the, in like a good way of yeah. like I'm intrigued because you're gonna have I mean yeah. Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega in a six man tag is gonna yeah. be awesome too, but like it's like not a good way to get intrigue in your show. Yeah, but you did get intrigue. Yeah, in your show. I, and that and I also didn't like and that's what I, we talked about last week where it's like okay you're gonna try to do this to pop a rating, and I go yeah in fair yeah you got me right like yeah. I'm gonna tune in because now I have to see what the hell you're gonna do yeah. and then you do some and I go. And, and the thing is, at the end of the day, I always go back to, if WWE did this shit, and they have. They, they have, have definitely done this before. Yeah. You've teased title versus title and all this other crap, and you don't deliver. And it's just as infuriating yeah. when they do it. Because it's like, don't don't give me that. Because yeah. now I have to watch it, I will, mean, just in case. Yeah, I, will, you, I will say, though, God bless what me. if, so, because everyone was like, they did it with, what if at All Out, instead of doing this, they did that same finish, but at All Out? Yeah. Like, it would have been wild. Because, like, they yeah. did the same thing with Goldberg and Lesnar. Yeah. When Goldberg came back and beat him, and, like, two, and everyone was like, what, what just happened? happened? I feel like it almost would have been perceived better if it was at yes. the pay-per-view. Yes, because, once again, going back to what you said, though, earlier, of, yes, because now it lets people go in different directions. Yeah. It allows Punk to go away. Yeah. If he is not 100%, get healthy. Yeah. And then come let Moxley have his run, and then Punk can come back stronger, better than ever, with a chip as a baby fan, whatever. Yeah. And now you've got direction. But now 
you've either got Punk's going to beat your best, your number one guy with one foot, or Moxley rightfully should just steamroll Punk again mm-hmm. in, tw- in in two weeks. And now you've left Punk, who went on and defeated MJF, Darby Allen, and your homegrown, first ever homegrown world champion in Adam Page in the span of six months. Mm-hmm. Eh, you yeah, know, we'll it's just see. weird. Weird, weird, weird yeah. decision making. Yeah. And I, I like I said, I'm interested. I'll watch. I know. Like I said, it's got my intrigue, but not in the yeah. way it that should. That I want it to. Yeah. Right. Like, like when they announced Reigns versus Cody, yeah. I have intrigue because I think it's going to be awesome. Right. Like the match and the build and everything. Mm-hmm. This intrigue is not like good intrigue. It's how are you going to get out of this yeah how are you gonna pull yourself out of this one when it's and that's not like them and that's the thing that's frustrating too i go you guys had it like yeah every year yeah you fell into moxley becoming even more over than he was before yeah so it's like okay cool like now it's like man i know every contest yeah literally it's just like you get like kenny and hangman it's like all this stuff's just like there for you to do into your lap and now instead let's just take it and give people what they want even if you wanted to go with moxley beating punk it all out like if they just did it the one time fine yeah nobody was gonna be like i cannot believe they just put moxley over punk he doesn't deserve it no he's the hottest guy they have yeah i don't know all right let's get to it let's talk let's get out of the squared circle let's go to the hard court hard court hardwood i don't know i'm still flustered anyway let's talk kevin durant his baby bag bitchness that he's got going on here. he's going back to the nets apparently right yes going back to brooklyn what i've heard he talked to he talked to management blah 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 he's going back to brooklyn thoughts on him is this a permanent fixture do you think because Kyrie now is back they're gonna try to run it back Ben Simmons is happy because he doesn't have to shoot the ball so is this a recipe do you think that they pull it together do you think this is just a temporary you know smoothing over a resurfacing sort of thing or do you think we're actually gonna see a good thing kind of come out of this let me put it this way do you see a way they can get to a championship run um with Durant as part like, of Brooklyn Nets. An outsider's chance, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, but not really. Like I, I am I am not high on this Brooklyn Nets team. Uh if you've listened to the show, literally we've we've been on the show since Kevin Durant's been in Brooklyn. Yeah. And literally every year I have them going out in the first or second round. <laughs> and every year they've gone out in the first or second round. Yeah. Um I just don't think it works. Like I just don't think Kevin Durant and Kyrie thought, work. I never thought it was going to work. Yeah, I, I never. I just don't think anything like really fits together. No. Um, no, I don't think this is the right fit for Katie to be at. Yeah. Um. So, so to answer your question, I guess no. no. I, I, I just. My thing is always when you're not a top four team on it, football, yeah. basketball, whatever. Right. You have to. You look up and you go, who are the best teams, and can we beat those best teams? Right. And we talked about it before the show started, but when you're in Brooklyn, you look at Milwaukee. Can I beat Milwaukee right now? No. Probably not. Miami? Probably not. No. Um, Boston? Probably not. I mean, you got swept last year, so you're going to yeah. win four games now? Probably <laughs> not. And then Philly? I think you could, but that's yeah. five, six games probably, right. or seven maybe even. So when you look at that and you go, so you're probably going to get five or swept by Milwaukee, fives against the other two, and then you might have a competitive series against Philly. I just and don't think James you're... James Harden comes back looking like James Harden. Yeah, that's Maybe scary. not. But I, I just think at that point you just go, yeah, you're just not there. Yeah. And I don't know what you could add with the money situation that they're in and anything that 
same thing with the Lakers too. If everyone's like, "Oh, you're just going to say LeBron's," I don't think I don't think they have anything either because they have no money. They have terrible assets. Like, but in neither your, yeah. neither side. But really in your defense, has it. the Lakers though, we have seen this concoction of Lakers work. Work. We have seen. They have won we, a championship yeah, with LeBron seen, and AD and, and Anthony Davis successfully win it and yes. carry whoever. whoever. I mean, you can have yeah. Rajon Rondo start for yeah. you. KD has not made an Easter Conference fi- final. Yeah. Ever yep. technically, right. I guess yeah. you could say, but yeah. he's always been the West. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I do not think this will work. Yeah. I I would not if it came down to it. I would bet three or four or even five other teams before I'd bet Brooklyn. Yeah. Um. It's just in the East. If we're talking all all of them, yeah. ten or twelve teams before I bet so Brooklyn. Wild it's to just... me how Durant's legacy is really just going through the through the crapper right now because yeah. of stuff like this where it's like, dude, you can't come out and be like, I want the GM and the head coach fired, fired. and then a week later go. I guess I'm going to come back, guys. If I'm Steve Nash, I see you in the hallway. I'm telling you to go screw yourself. Like, yeah. get out of here for that. So, what a disaster. What a what an absolute train wreck. Yep. It's one of those things where, you know, when you get high-profile stars like that, it's really exciting. But you know what? Detroit never has to go through any of this crap. Yep. We never hear about any of this stuff, you yep. know? So it's one of those things. Every once in a while, it's not bad to be a small market team. Um, not really. Not. All right, let's talk Michigan football here and this potential quarterback controversy before we get to the main event of the show. Um so the report's coming out yeah. that Mr. Jim Bartholomew Harbaugh, I don't think that's his middle name. I'd be awesome if it was, though. I'm going to look it up now. Uh, <laughs> it's probably like George or something. Yeah. Um, but so apparently Michigan is going to be starting two different quarterbacks in their first two games. First game, Mr. Cade McNamara, captain. Captain Cade, Cade Captain McNamara. Cade McNamara. Yeah. Getting the first start. Who they play week one? Colorado State. Colorado State. Thank you. Um, and then week two, where uh, Mr. Merkzone himself is going to be at, live and in living color. Yes, I will be. Playing Not on the sidelines. Not on the sidelines. Not on the sidelines. <laughs> in, somewhere in the stands yeah. somewhere. Playing Hawaii. Yep. Mr. The future of Michigan football, <laughs> I would think, maybe. You the think boy so? himself, Mr. J.J. McCarthy, going to uh-huh. be starting for week two against Hawaii. And then from there, there is going to be a decision made. On who the hell the starting quarterback is going to be? Now, you really prolonged a lot of that. You, you really could have spent through really, that. I know. In like I really seconds. wanted to build it because I wanted people to be like, "Let's go." <laughs> um, but he, here's, I guess, my question for you. I got yes. two. I got two for you for the resident two quarterback for, of the group. Okay? For, okay. If we were talking about guards, I'd be able to help out here, but not so much. How often so, do we talk about guards? Not very. Not very. It's okay. Maybe we should do a guard ranking. Oh my god, Jonah Jackson, best guard. <laughs> what else? Okay. Um, anyway, so two questions. Number one, mm-hmm. how the hell? Are you going to be able to truly make an accurate pick based on the competition of Colorado State and Hawaii? Yes. Okay. That's my first question. Okay. Okay. That's a tough. That's Se- already a tough question. Right. Second question. Yeah. Who gets the job? Okay. So I think this is. Can we talk about this at four? We're like we're we're, we're so good. We just yes. know shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. I think that this is like the prime opportunity if you really want yeah. to to just give JJ the job. Yeah. And the reason I say it is because they're going to be like, Cade's yeah. going to come out week one, yeah. and he's going to look good. Of he's course gonna, he is. He's going to throw six touchdowns. He's going to throw six touchdowns yeah. and do his thing. But he only threw for 382 yards. No. Yes. But he's going to come out, and he's going to do his thing. If JJ comes out against Hawaii and just looks like the greatest thing ever, then it's going to be like, how do we not start him? Right. Well, and, like, gonna, the funny part we're is— We're going to go with the hot hand because he played— <laughs> We're going with the high because he played last. <laughs> But Sorry, but in, in all real like realism, yeah. so we always talk about how oh I think the way JJ would get in yeah. is Cade has a bad 
Like they yeah. go they go against Iowa. Yeah. He plays bad in the first half, and you go, all right, let's just infuse something yeah. and see what An happens. Underwhelming first half. Yeah, and then JJ comes in and plays really well. Yeah. I think this idea is more instead of doing the half thing, is we're gonna give Kate a game. We're gonna give JJ a game, but we they gave JJ the second game, and the game against Hawaii, yeah. very specifically yeah. because I think they definitely are like, can we just give JJ this job yeah. without like because we've we've made the point where what before the seat yeah. like three weeks ago we were like who do you start Cade or JJ and everyone's like well you have to start Cade because he got you all the way well, to people people are in the camp of well, you need to start JJ because he looked better against Georgia and he's a better player and I go I'm not arguing that yes. but you can't from an optics and being in that locker room. And go, hey, thanks for winning a Big Ten title and taking us to the college football playoff. We're going to go with this guy. Or we're going to go with the you other guy. Can't, you, you can't you do can't, that. You can't physically do that. No. But this is now giving them the out that they need right, right. to go, we're going to play Cade. And they they know that Cade won't have the stats yeah. because they're going to run the ball a, a ton. ton against Colorado oh my State. That's going to be hilarious. For us. So Cade's going to be like 12 for 15 for three touchdowns. And you go, oh, that was a solid game. But JJ's like, going to be yeah. 24 for 27, <laughs> 400 yards. That's too six, many attempts. It's yeah. like we didn't run the ball. We didn't bring our running backs with us to the game yeah like because we were exactly so i i think they're going to skew this in some way to get jj the start i think it's gonna make the whole fan base happy two questions to follow up with that then right yes based on on that into because i think you're i think you're spot on yeah okay you agree right like this is like i a thousand percent okay yeah and I do think it's kind of like low-key shysty maneuvering by Jim Harbaugh. It kind of is. Like It's like low-key like it's like, big brain. It really is. Like He sat there and said, yeah. how can we get JJ yeah. to start? How do I do this? But yeah. like, how do I make it so it's like fair for Cade so he doesn't leave? Because then if JJ plays against at Iowa and he sucks, then it's like, how do I get it so like, okay, maybe maybe we can do this. Switch yeah. and Cade doesn't hate me. Yeah, right. Like So it was like trying to right. do all this at once. And it was like, okay, here's how I think the perfect play is. Right. And then, so, so anyway, with that being said, right? So the next question is, um, does this, at, at the end of the day, does this heighten Michigan's chances to repeat as Big Ten champions? Or does it not matter because Ohio State is clearly a better football team? So I've, I've always had the thought that probably, now, this one, so this is hard. Because I would like to normally say JJ probably has a better shot of beating Ohio State when Ohio State's at their max. Because I think JJ's slightly better than Cade. But then you think about it, it's like, but if Cade throws like two touchdowns, no picks, and 250 yards, is that better than JJ's three touchdowns, a pick, and 400 yards? But that interception might cost you more. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, his turnover right. rate is going to be higher than what Cades so, will be long-term. So it's like one of those things where if you need someone to play perfect against Ohio yeah. State to win, you kind of choose Cade. Yeah. But I think JJ like can match Stroud. Like, one more Stroud question Stroud, I guess. Then, right? Right? What is the what is the worst-case scenario if JJ doesn't play well against Hawaii? <laughs> that would be really unfortunate. Right? Like, what if, what if, they, I guess, win, what I if guess, they win? What if they win, say, they win, you know... 35, you know, 24. Yeah, right? or something. And he yeah. throws two picks, yeah. four touchdowns, and you go, Jesus, that was, that was, that was the greatest not, thing that ever. That was not great. Well, because then they go back to Cade, and then it's almost like you have to now stick with it. Yeah. Because you can't. So, yeah, so the thing so is, for that, that people, that, I want to know your excuses if he does not play well, or for yeah. you, for you, JJ people. And once again, I think we're both advocates. I would prefer JJ to to play. I I would tend to say I would prefer JJ yeah. to play. Again, my only thing with JJ 
is like against Michigan State and against Ohio State, like the bigger yeah. games. I do think he will turn the ball over where Cade won't. Yeah. And that kind of scares me because the defense isn't nearly as good. Mm-hmm. If we had the defense that we had last year, yeah. I'd have no problem saying JJ should play because I'm not worried if JJ throws an interception, yeah. defense can make a stop and then kind right. of funnels it out. Right. I don't know if the defense is going to get a lot of stops but against somebody. So the inverse of that, though, do you think they know their defense isn't going to be as good? So like, listen, we got we need JJ to get th- we got to put, put up forty points. I I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So I think that's the conundrum, which is why I think they both give them a full game. I think I do think this is going to be a true like we're actually going to look at the games and go who actually played better. But I think at the end of the day, I think JJ will come out and start. Week three. Uh, I love sports. It's because here's wild. the thing, and you're better off actually starting JJ because K can't transfer. No, yeah, he's fifth year senior. Yeah, so he's he can't. Yeah. He, he now he, he can can't. stay because of COVID. He can stay an extra year. I if thought he wants this to. was the year that he was staying because of COVID. No, I mean, he's he's, right he's got a, another option. Always oh, got another year. Yeah, really? Because he was a he was a sophomore during the COVID thing. Oh. So that gave you an extra year. I thought this year was his extra. No, so yeah. Anyway. So uh, I I heard it on the radio today, but okay. I, if the person on the radio could be wrong, I guess. If but it was Jeff Rieger, he sucks. So yeah, um, it, anyway. it might have been him yeah, actually. He so he's the but worst. anyway, he's so the worst that, one so but yeah, I think if JJ plays this year, it will also stop him from transferring. So mm-hmm. if he's any good, he won't leave if yeah. he plays. So. Listen, also, can... though, I do think there is a part of it. Now, I'm not like a five star athlete by any means, so maybe this Don't is like. Don't you talk bad about yourself? Maybe this is like it. slightly jaded, yeah. but if K gets a full game and then you got a full game mm-hmm. and K just beats you out. No. Right. Yeah, it's like kind of shit out. Like, I guess you could transfer right after that, yeah. but it's like you kind of, you lost the battle. Yeah. Listen, Joel Milton was supposed to be the next Cam Newton. Yeah. Okay? I heard that from Kyle a lot yeah. before that season started. Exactly. Maybe it was just COVID. Maybe he had COVID and just kind of fucked with him. That's what it was. It wasn't because he sucked. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't kill us though. He just, you know, killed my marriage. It's fine. <laughs> it's hey, fine. listen. He went to Tennessee and won like four games. <laughs> oh my god. Or wherever he went. Tight end in the NFL now or something yeah. stupid. I'm sure. He's, right. he's gonna be the next Devin. Let's Punchers, get. Baby. Let's get to the prime. Right, anyway. uh, the reason why we're all here, ladies and gentlemen, besides to hear our beautiful voices. Uh, next week, I do want to do, do a little bit of a teaser here. We're gonna be talking some fantasy football. Our draft yeah. is uh, literally the day we're recording. So next week, we're gonna talk some some strategy, right? Maybe some things that we implemented Go for over our, our team and be yeah, like. I'd why like, is my team rated yeah. to be the worst? Yeah, in the football exactly. Why did Rob just kill it this year? And then I'm going to go, yeah, I got three kickers. No big deal. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we had an extra kicker spot just yeah, for Rob. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of Lions and Matthew Stafford on there. He's really trying to make a creative team all over again. Um, so, yeah, just a little bit of a tease there. Uh, getting, And we're also going to be reviewing the uh, Lions final 53-man roster yeah, as well. Yeah, which comes out so, Tuesday. Tuesday. So, so perfect timing there. We are going to develop. We're going to devote a lot of time to that as well. Uh, we were thinking about doing a projection, but it's just better, honestly, just to wait till we yeah. get the final round. Well, we could project, and then we'd be like, yeah, under you're over. Be, well, like because three you people. can't guess. Okay, this guy's gonna go to pop. Yeah. You can't guess. This guy's gonna get cut. This guy, it's, yeah. it's tough. So, rather just go over review and see where kind of the holes of the roster are, and if they do any waiver pickups, because by the time hopefully they're still second in the waiver order as of right now before the season starts. So, anybody that they maybe want to bring in, they got a really good shot of bringing them in to be on the fifty-three. Um, I don't foresee a lot of that happening just based on how Brad Holmes has operated so far, but mm-hmm. you never know. Somebody big gets cut, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets cut or something, you know, he just never <laughs> drops his $200 million debt cap hit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who knows? Maybe the, maybe the Packers know something we don't anyway. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking lions and fantasy football next week. So be on the lookout cool. for that. All right. AFC winners, Mike, we are an hour and five minutes in already to this episode. Yep. My goodness. AFC winners. Who we got? All right, so we have uh, the AFC North. 
I wish we had like cool music so I could be like AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, All right, AFC North, we have Baltimore Ravens. AFC yep. East, we have Buffalo Bills. Yep. The AFC South, we have the Indianapolis Colts. AFC West, we have the LA Chargers. Yeah, all Colts fans are like, wow, we're going to look real good in this one, I'm sure. I, they have like two areas I think they definitely win, and everything else I'm like, uh. Yeah, I don't even know if they win any of those. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. I still don't think they win. Here anyway, so starting with, we're going to start with uh, quarterbacks because that's how we start every single one. Yep. All right, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Ba-ba-bum. Matt Ryan, Ba-ba-bum. Justin Herbert. Got former MVP Matt Ryan. Don't you dare. Former MVP of 2016 yeah. who blew a 28-3 lead to the Don Brady. Yeah. Anyway. Rough. All right. Number one, Josh Allen. Are yeah. we going to debate that? No. Okay. No. Number four, Matt Ryan. Yes, and that's really weird It's to really say. sad. Uh, we, did this, <laughs> we did this with the um, – uh, with the NFC, and it was a lot less hard because, like, oh, yeah, Jalen Hurts for sure. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was, like, pretty, pretty much four. Yeah, but, Matt, Matt, like, Matt Ryan is very good, and Matt I would Ryan love to have Matt Ryan, yes, but it's yes. just unfortunate I do think, low-key, before we go too far into it, I think Matt Ryan is going to have a pretty big bounce back here. For yes, the I do think. Year. I think the Colts are actually good, and yeah. I think – I'll say his – they're we'll not going to those receivers, they're not going to show out well I don't think in this particular topic but I do think they're going to be a very good team this year regardless. Yeah. And then I think it comes between Herbert and uh, uh Lamar. I think that one's kind of close cuz yeah. Lamar's the MVP. Mm-hmm. He was a one seed. He does have the playoff win and a couple right. playoff experiences, but Herbert's only been in the league for 2 years. Yeah. He broke a whole bunch of rookie records. Um I don't know. This is This one's one. really tough. I think it's actually like as close as you can almost get. Um it's even to the point where I was like, which one would you rather have? I would love to have both of them, like almost yeah. equally. I would say probably Herbert because he feels more like if you put him on a random team, yeah. I think it would be better because Lamar is very good in his very particular system in Baltimore, I feel yeah. like. But like Herbert, I think could be good anywhere. Right. So I would slightly maybe have Herbert. <sighs> Boy, I'm trying to figure out like the best way um... – I'm just trying to like I don't know because here's the thing. On one hand I agree with you, but at the same time I feel like Lamar with the running aspect of his game It adds so much. It does. And I think it I think it helps if we're looking for like a guy to make the if if we gave him average receivers, I kind of want to lean Lamar's way because he already has average. Because he does. No, yeah. seriously, yeah. that's why. Yeah. And I think he has made more with less where I think we can both agree Justin Herbert's got some pretty solid-ass weapons on the outside, right? And, and I don't want to ding him for that. I think I'm going to lean Lamar. Okay. If we were doing this thing, and we'll probably do this again next year, and if they make an NFC title game, the Chargers do, I go, okay, I'm going to definitely take Herbert. Yeah. But I think right now I'm leaning to Lamar because I think he's done more with less, mm-hmm. and I think he is able to help you win games with his feet, where I think if like if Herbert – if they're not getting Noah, there's only so much Herbert can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. my only – yeah, I I, think th- I I literally think this is probably it's the really closest. A, it's really a two A two B type of scenario. Yes, I think Josh Allen is clearly the best quarterback in the AFC right now. Yeah, but I do think man, is it really freaking yeah. close? Um, yeah. All right, so running. Back. I don't think that's going to be the deciding factor either way. But you know, no. it's good good discussion. Yeah, running backs here. So we got uh, Baltimore Ravens have J.K. Dobbins and Mike Davis as their two running backs here. And Gus Edwards too, right? Um, no, no. Mm-mm. Not listed. Is he hurt? Hold on. Let me look. Oh, yeah. He's on the pup list. So oh, okay, he's, he's on the reserve yeah, thing. So good. that's why. Good dog. Yeah. 
All right, so J.K. Dobbins, Mike Davis, because we don't count people on the pop list. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Okay. Uh, Buffalo Bills, we got Devin Singletary, James Cook, and Zach Moss, because those are the three guys I know. Uh, Indianapolis Colts got Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and Philip Lindsay. Sure, that's wild. Crazy. And then the Chargers have Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller, and Josh Kelly. Yeah. All right. So, um, I think – so, it's hard because I'm, like, in fantasy football mind right now. Mm-hmm. I think – so, like, um, Jonathan Taylor's one. Yeah. And, like, this that group is one in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, And I think the Bills are four. Yeah, no, they're not. Like, they're, like they don't – that's not the, – them and the Chiefs, their thing is not running, so they don't care about no. their run game. Um, I think it kind of just goes, do you like J.K. Dobbins and their group, or do you like Austin Eckler? Because mm-hmm. I think, like, Austin Eckler's the best, yeah, I'm but gonna, his room is not as deep. I'm actually going to give the Chargers the lean here because okay. of Austin Eckler? Is, because of Eckler and because um, – Dobbins coming off injury? Dobbins is, hasn't played a full season yeah. as a starter, right? Like, last year he got hurt. He was going to be the starter taking over from Mark Ingram. Yep. He hasn't done that yet. And I think also Austin Eckler is a more complete back. He's a three-down back. Yes. He yes. is a three-down back. 100%. J.K. Dobbins, I don't think, is. That's why you have some of those. I mean, he can be, but he's not. He's not going to be asked to catch the ball a ton. Yeah. Where Austin Eckler is going to have 80 touches this year just receiving. So I'm going to give the lean to the Chargers. Gotcha. And it doesn't help. Like I said, Gus Edwards down. That does not help. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll hit wide receivers up here. So we're going to name the three starting wide receivers and maybe an extra guy if – they're, if they're like their name, he's feeling fancy. Uh, Baltimore Ravens: Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, James Prochet the second, with Demarcus Robinson as like their fourth. Okay. Buffalo Bills: Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, and Jamison Crowder is like their fourth. <laughs> trying to think of like a fourth. Um, the Indianapolis Colts have Alec Pierce. They drafted him in the second round in this past draft. Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell. And Kiki Kuti is like their fourth. The Chargers have Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer, and Keenan Allen, and Jalen Guyton is their fourth. Yeah. Um, so for this group, I think I would put Chargers at one. Yeah, they're top two. Their top two are just kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I think Buffalo is two. Stephon Diggs really. Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, I think, are just mm-hmm. like the reasons why of that. Colts, I would put at three. Because of Pittman and Paris Campbell, and I just don't really. Well, like and both. also, and also, Alec Pierce is going to. And Alec Pierce big, is going to be a definitely going to be a starter role. for them. He's, and he was their top pick this year. Yeah, and Baltimore just outside of Rashad Bateman don't really have the depth for me, so I'm just going to. Baltimore's s- wide receivers suck. Yeah, straight up. I Pretty like much. Rashad Bateman, but they, they suck. Yeah. So Chargers, Bills, Colts, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. I don't think there's much debate in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight end groups. Baltimore Ravens obviously have Mark Andrews. Yeah. Buffalo Bills have Dawson Knox. Colts have Mo Ali Cox. Chargers have Gerald Everett. Uh, okay, so clearly Baltimore's one. Baltimore's one for sure. Um, I I take Dawson Knox over yeah. the other two guys. I would so I put Dawson Knox at two. Yep. Do you like Gerald Everett or do you like Mo Ali Cox more? Gerald Everett. Okay. Just more and also there. Gerald Everett, and then you have Darnold Parham, who yeah. I think is also like. He's pretty average blocking tight end. Uh, Malali Cox, you have like Kylan Granson, and yeah, like there's not a lot of depth in the tight end room for the Colts. Yeah. So I'll just put Colts at four. Yeah. Doyle retiring last year does not help. Um, yeah, no, I'm good with that. All right. Um, okay. Offensive lines. I think this one 
has potential to be very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, left tackle to right tackle, Baltimore Ravens. We got Ronnie Stanley, Ben Powers, Tyler Lindenbaum, Kevin Zeitler, Morgan Moses. Very good. Very good. Buffalo Bills, Deion Dawkins, Roger Saffold, Mitch Morse, Ryan Bates, David Queensenberry. Indianapolis Colts, Matt Pryor, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Danny Pinter, Braden Smith. L.A. Chargers, Rashawn Slater, Matt Fuehler, Corey Lindsley, Zion Johnson, Trey Pipkins III. Oh, boy. I really like Baltimore's offensive line. Yeah. I would say, so, I think Baltimore and Chargers kind of are fighting for one and two. Okay. I think Colts are three and Buffalo's four. Mm, yeah. That's kind of how yeah. I see it. I don't think any of them are like, wow, this sucks. Like, Chicago's, when we did, like, it's like, wow, this yeah. is, like, not good. I don't think any of these are not good by any no. means. Obviously, because they're division winners, so I, they've I would, all I would, had I would, something. I would be in lockstep with that. Baltimore won. Baltimore won. Chargers, Chargers two, two. Colts, yeah. three. I think Colts just with Quentin Nelson. Just yeah, like, their there interior you go. is Their really interior good. three is really good. I, I kind of question their tackle situation. Yeah. Um, Buffalo, I just, they just don't have, like, the namesake guys for me. Like, they're all solid, but there's no, like... Rashawn Slater, or you get like Ronnie Stanley, or something. Yeah, like, they don't, you don't have, have like that yeah, guy. They don't that have a particular out. guy where you go, oh, he's like the anchor of the of the offensive exactly. line. Like Ryder Saffold, the name, but yeah, he's also like Baltimore. Line. Well, Baltimore basically like the whole line. I feel yeah. like is like a name mm-hmm. value, but like yeah. Chargers, you get like Corey Lindsay as center. Like you got those name pop guys. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo really doesn't have that for me, so that's yeah. why Buffalo's last. And I think Baltimore too has shown the ability that that offensive line works. Like it works. I mean, they, they set the and record. their depth. Yeah. Like yes. like uh, Ronnie. Stanley they get through, they're like, all right, next guy up, yeah, and they're right. perfectly yes. fine. They've shown the ability to be able to still run their offense without being at full strength, which I think is important. Yep. All right, so that is the offenses. Weirdly enough, this is not a, where I thought this it This is go. not where I thought it would be either. So no. uh, it's weird because I don't think anyone kind of took ones in, like, everything. No. So I think it's really just, like, I think I would go Chargers 1. Yeah. I think they probably had the highest. I think I, have, I think I would actually have Baltimore at one for me. Uh, it's tough though because the receivers are so poop. That's my thing. So, oh, I, so to be fair, I think I would have Baltimore two. Yeah, because the Chargers I don't think are last in anything, right? So they're. I, I have them as third quarterback. You have them as the second. We have them as second running, running back, back. Second we, offensive line. And right? top wide receivers. And top wide. Yeah, I guess Chargers. And are the one. tight ends three is their yeah, lowest thing. So right. I think Chargers yeah, are one. Chargers are one. I think Baltimore's two because their offensive line was one. Baltimore or their quarterbacks two or three. Running backs not last. They don't have a last. But, no, they're right. receivers. Receiver. So that's the thing. Actually, no. I think I would actually have. Do you have Buffalo at two Buffalo then? Buffalo two because. But they have no run game. Yeah, but their receivers are better. Are way better. They're way better. That's what I'm saying. But their offensive line was fourth for us. Oh my god, it was, wasn't it? Oh my yeah. gosh, Buffalo's three, isn't it? Wow, that's that's weird. Is yeah. that is that weird? Yeah, that like, is I, weird. I think I would yeah. go Baltimore two, with yeah, with and I think Colts are four. Unfortunately, this, I don't think they're as bad as they are. No, though. no, no. yeah, four. So, yeah. I think Colts are four. But like, what's crazy is this exercise, especially in offense. You know what this does? Hmm. It just really amplifies what good quarterback play can do. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, Imagine you take Josh Allen out. Right, take Josh Allen out. You go, oh, I got Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox and an above-average offensive line and no run game. Oh, great. Yeah. But then you put Josh Allen and you go, that's a top-five offense. Yeah. And you go, 
What? Yeah, we do the same thing with the Packers. When oh, you look at the Packers God. thing, their yeah. wide receivers are average. Their running back's good. Yeah. Offensive well, lines are pretty good. Yeah, tight up, tight yeah. ends are okay. And it's like, well, you have Aaron Rodgers, so you're like second in yeah. the offenses for the NFC. It was crazy. But yeah, so I think Chargers are one. Ravens are two. Buffalo's three. Colts are four. Yeah. Which uh, is, yeah. I think is crazy because I definitely thought Buffalo would be a little higher than that. But yeah. that's the exercise. So defenses, here we go. This is really going to crazy that Buffalo's three. This is really going to make or break a lot of this. Yeah. So, uh, Baltimore Ravens. So D line, we got Calais Campbell, Michael Pierce, Justin Matabuke, and Odafe Owe. It's a really good front four. And then you can even I can throw in David Ojabo. Mm-hmm. He's hurt, but like yeah, he's right. in there. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Bills D line. We got Gregory Russo, Ed Oliver, uh, Daquan Jones, and Von Miller. AJ Epinesa is like their extra Boy, edge rusher. A lot. Indianapolis Colts. Quiddy Pay, Grover Stewart, DeForest Butner, Yannick Nagawu. Yannick Nagawu, the yeah. Vegas guy. Yeah. Uh, Chargers D line. Uh, Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson. Okay. Remember, because we're not doing pass rushers. Right, right, yeah. And then they also have J- uh, Jerry Tillery. Yeah. Who, he's a first round pick. Okay, so. Chargers are four. Chargers are four. Yeah. yeah. Now, pass rushes, I don't think yeah, Chargers that, that, are no, four. But, but right. we'll D-line. We'll get the linebackers yeah, in a second. D-line, Chargers yeah. four. So, Chargers are four. I think um, I think Baltimore's one still. You think Baltimore's one? Yeah. I think I like Bal- or Buffalo slightly more. Like, Von Miller helps. Von Miller, because then you get Gregory Russo, Ed yeah. Oliver, and then you it's also have true. AJ Epinesa Both as a Baltimore, backup guy. Baltimore's got Clay Campbell, Michael Pierce, Adafe Owe. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. I think the reason why... And, and David Ojabo is like... And, a, yeah, uh, so I think the reason why I I think I tend to lean Baltimore's way a little bit more is strictly I really like Michael Pierce at D-Tackle over I, Ed Oliver. Like, that's, I just that's think not he's fair, more athletic. Yeah. Um, I think I, I just a, like like Von Miller yeah. and Gregory Russo off yeah, the edges a little more. Too. And that's not counting linebackers. That's just They're just straight D-line. Yeah, right. Um, if you count, like, once we go to linebackers, if you add linebacker play maybe a little bit, yeah. I think maybe, okay, maybe that to, first Okay, so three is def- – so, so four is Chargers. Yeah. Three, three is Colts, Colts. Yes, which, which is, is weird crazy. because DeForest Buckner yeah. and Quiddy Pay mm-hmm. and Yannick Nagaku yeah. I thought would be enough to at least right. be two, but yeah. they're three. Yeah, uh, and then I guess you could throw in I'll Ravens, do a 1A, Buffalo, one B for now, and then yeah. go ahead and and then when we get pass rushers, maybe yeah. we can change it up a little bit. So linebacker play, yeah. Baltimore Ravens. We have uh, Patrick Queen, mm-hmm. Josh Bynes, and Justin Houston. That's pretty good. Buffalo Bills. We have Matt Milano, Tremont Edwards. Yeah. Indianapolis Colts. We have Bobby Ukurike, mm-hmm. Shaquille. Shaquille Leonard, not yeah. um, and Brandon. Oh no, he's, he, sorry. It's just Bobby Ukike and yeah. Shaquille Leonard. Right. Chargers. I think this is where the debate like kind of starts. Is yeah. outside linebacker Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil, Khalil Mack. Okay, so I think. So when right. you so if we go front sevens slash linebackers, I actually still think I think Baltimore comes out first. I think Baltimore comes out first when you yeah. add the linebacker yes, play. I do too. So I think it's Baltimore one. Mm-hmm. I then think it's um, Chargers two. Yes, and I think it's Buffalo's three. Buffalo's three because their linebacker like well, their linebackers Evans are very good. Is fine, yeah, but like it's nothing spectacular. You have legit studs at both levels for both. Like Baltimore, Patrick Queen's an All Pro. Yeah, like, Patrick, you know Pat, I mean? yeah, having Patrick Queen and yeah. Justin Houston from right. from Indianapolis, right. uh, being there, yeah. Plus having 
Cleus Campbell right. and Michael Pierce. Like you and, got guys and Adafi Owe who is very underrated. And yep. then for the Chargers, obviously Cleo Mack, um, Joey Bosa, and then like, having some good interior pieces. Yeah. Kenneth Murray is a stud. A stud as a stud linebacker. Yes. Once again, is another guy like Owe where you don't think about him, but he is yeah. a very good. Also, linebacker. Also, the Chargers also have Cal Van Noy and Troy Reader as like backup linebackers too. Really? Yeah. Good lord. So their their linebacking crew, yeah. they're just like set. Yeah. like they're good. So yeah, so I would have Baltimore one, one Chargers, Chargers two. two. Um, Buffalo three, Colts four. four. As just a, in terms of front sevens. Yeah, here. I, and here's the thing. And I, if you want to do linebackers, I think you could say Chargers I, one I or whatever. I say but. as well. I think part of that plays into a little bit is that um, the the Colts have individual guys that stick out, like Forrest Buckner, you know, Shaq Leonard, those those guys. But on the out, the rest of it though is not a complete picture yeah. almost, right? And I think the the interesting thing about the Colts is you saw in the Lions game, if yeah. you watch the preseason game at all, is. Yeah. They they have really good starters, mm-hmm. but they have a lot of trouble with depth pieces. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like they they have a good like four or five guys on defense and a pretty good offense. Like we just yeah. went over, but like once you get to like their second third string guys, you're kind of like, right. can they hold up if the injury bug hits? Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. So like I think these other teams have also the depth pieces in mm-hmm. these positions. Yep. So yeah, so I would go Colts four, yep. Buffalo three, yep. Chargers two, mm-hmm. Ravens one. Entering the secondary, which I think is going to be insanely mm-hmm. so baltimore marcus peters chuck clark marcus williams marlon humphrey kyle fuller is a nickelback Jesus. also having kyle hamilton and tony jefferson the second as extra safeties the fact that kyle hamilton's not starting is insane to you <laughs> yeah um the buffalo bills we have dane jackson corner jordan poyer micah hyde Tredavious white teron johnson and then they have Kerry Elam, the guy they drafted in the first round. He's their backup corner right now, yeah. which I assume he probably will start at one mm-hmm. point, but he's not there yet. Um, the Colts, Brandon Facey Brandon Son, Nick Cross, Julian Blackmore, Stephon Gilmore, Kenny Moore II. Yeah. Chargers, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, Asante Samuel Jr., Bryce Callahan, Nickelback. Uh, here's Michael thing. Davis is their backup but, corner. But here's what's crazy. So Colts are four. Colts are four, which is crazy. Buffalo's Bill, three. Bills are three. I still think Baltimore's one. I I I, th- I, I think it's I think the depth at helps Baltimore there. Yeah. But I think I I would go one A one B for one, both here's of them. The thing. So you've got Marcus Peters, right? Marcus Williams. Who's their other safety in Baltimore? In Baltimore? Yeah. You have um, Marcus Williams, Chuck Clark, okay. Kyle Hamilton, okay. Tony Jefferson the second. So that depth with then you've got numb nuts on the other Marcus side. Peters, Mar- Marcus Peters. You have Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey, and then you've got Kyle um, Fuller as a Kyle nickel. Kyle Fuller is the nickel. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, you really don't have a bad. You don't have a bad starting. No. Play. as a start I, yeah. as a starting unit plus. You can lose a second, or well, you can lose yeah. a safety and still be pretty set. Yes. I think the Chargers. Why I say one A one B is because I think I think they have that same thing in their corners. Here's here's where I here's why I like Baltimore better. Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey now at this point have proven to be legit top corners right now. Yeah, where I still think we're trying to project Asante Samuel. Yes, as I, I would agree guy. with that. Yes, and I think that's where I think and Adderley as well is not at the snuff. I don't yeah. think with some of the no, I, yeah, I'm not necessarily yeah. arguing that Baltimore is no, no, not saying, one. I'm, I was just I'm like, going, yeah, I think it's very my, yeah, close. My I, logic, right? Where that's why I'm going. Okay, a, like 
if we're talking upside, I think Asante Samuel is going to be one to be in their starter, like their number one by the end of the year. But right now, you can't tell me who the number one corner is for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Like, is it, you know, is yeah, it Peter? It's, it's it, Baltimore. Who is it? Yeah. Right. So it's like, you don't have to switch sides because it's like, I'm good either way. Yeah. Your safety play is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know, man. Baltimore's defense, if they can stay healthy, dude. Who the hell is scoring on this team? Yeah. So, who the hell is so, this team? So Baltimore defense is one. Oh Chargers is two. Yes. Bills is three. Colts is four. Yeah. Which is funny because offensively, Basically, what it ends up being is Colts were four yeah, overall, all the way through, yeah. Bills were three all the way through, which is, which weird, is crazy. They're probably the Super Bowl favorites. favorites. Yeah, and then for me, I had uh, Chargers at one offensively, mm-hmm. Baltimore two offensively, yeah. but then they're flipped right. two one right. defensively. So I guess how do we? So <laughs> the interesting thing is how we, who is who do you prefer, Chargers yeah. or Ravens? Right. Okay. I I think in this instance. I, I think I would say slightly Baltimore. And here's why I've got Baltimore. Slightly? John Harbaugh. Oh, uh, yeah. If that's you want to add, add coaches. That's why. That is you know, my, you that know is what's my, funny? Yeah. If you want to add coaches, Justin Tucker is their kicker, too. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, and that's the thing, right? So If we want to be – because they're so yeah, close. Right. If you want right. to add that, I, think, I, I wouldn't I hate think, that. I mean, you know? if we really want to get granular with it, right? Baltimore hasn't lost a preseason game in like eight years. Let's throw it yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> five, five, six years, literally. <laughs> so – I think John Harbaugh, probably one of the top five coaches in the league. Yeah. Brandon Staley, we have yet to see him get out of his own way yet. Now, yeah. once again, it's only one season. I think the hard part to project the Chargers, as talented as they are, against some of these teams that are a little more established, is we're, we have to project that it's going to work, yeah. right? Rather than being like, yeah, you, you saw them last year, right? They went 13-4 and four and went to the AFC title game. Now, next year when we do this, we go, okay, so Khalil Mack had a career resurgence, Joey Bosa's a freak, and Herbert's a top-five QB. And you go, oh, okay, this is a lot easier of a decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Baltimore right now, I think. I, I, I think Baltimore, but I think it's like – like yeah. the NFC, I thought we were Both pretty – Baltimore stay healthy, though. Yeah. I think I think um, NFC, we were pretty like, oh, Green Bay, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple – like Rams are close, but not as close. I literally think this is like yeah. flip of a coin kind of thing. But I, I do. Got, I would take Baltimore and slightly. And you know, the sad part. I still think I'm, I'm taking Baltimore over Green Bay too. Yeah, I mean, we can we can start it. So I, I would agree with Baltimore here. So yeah. I have Green Bay is pulled up, but I mean, because here's the thing. Here's how I'm looking at it. Okay. Yeah. So quarterback wise, it's Green Bay. Yes. Right. Running, Running back backs, wise, that's a that's a close one. I, I would gonna, take Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, I'm gonna say Green Bay as well. Right. Offensive line, I'm gonna say right now Baltimore. Yes. Um, wide receiver. Wide receiver. I think I'm I don't a, I don't like uh, either one because yes. so my receiver so we'll, I'll, I'll do a quick rundown here yeah. real quick. Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb with yeah. Amari Rogers, Christian Watson, right. whatever. Right, right. Baltimore Baltimore Ravens here. Let me pull this up. Shaw Bateman, Devin Duvernay, James Prochet with Demarcus Robinson, right. uh, Benjamin Victor. Right. I th- I think I like Green Bay's offense a little more. <sighs> so, uh, but okay. So, I, I guess to shorten this up, so we don't have to yeah. talk about this forever. Yeah. I think Baltimore's defense definitely is going to win over yes. Green Bay's defense. Yes. So, I think the only question to me is: Is Green Bay's offense that much better, that much better than right. Baltimore's right. offense? Yeah, right. Where I can't talk myself into it because yeah. if I if I gave them ratings, right, I'd give Baltimore defense a ten out of ten. Yeah. I'd give Green Bay's defense an eight or nine out of ten. Right. It'd be close, but it's there. So it's like to average it out. You would need Green Bay's offense to be like a ten out of ten, and right. Baltimore's offense to be an eight out of ten. Right. But I think Baltimore's offense is slight; it's like a nine out of ten. Yeah, and I'm gonna throw coaching in here. And because, if you throw coaching yeah, in there, it's it's it's, it's definitely Harbaugh. Yeah. And if you throw kicking in there, it's definitely Baltimore. Yeah, because um, Justin Tucker's best kicker ever. Yeah. So yeah, that's tough. 
I think Baltimore's really talented. I really do. I do too. I, and I think the frustrating part for Lamar has always been, can't you get me similar to Rodgers? Yeah. Can I get a number yeah. one, please? Again, yeah. like, like if we if we did this, and if Baltimore had AJ Brown. Right. Baltimore would be so far and away yes. number one, right. and it wouldn't even crazy? be close. That's how crazy. The, they just need one receiver, yeah. and I don't even think like we would have went into this. And go, there's not really a discussion. It's probably Baltimore, right. but because of the receiver play, right. we have for to go teams. for both teams. Right. It's like, but man. because the quarterback play is so good on yeah. a day to day basis, you just go, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really like, doesn't. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I did so, not go into this thinking Baltimore was going to be. The I went in thinking Chargers. I'm yeah, not going to lie. In th- you went in thinking Chargers. I went in thinking Rams, Bucks, Chargers to an extent, and Buffalo. Those yeah. are my four. Like where I go, these are the four teams that are probably going to be should be competing for conference championships. That's kind of where I was yeah. going in, and I'm like, oh man, the Bucks. Some of these rosters me. are just not up to spar. Right, with the other and ones. that's crazy. Yeah. You know, which helps because now that we've gone over all the rosters, hopefully yeah. in the next week or two. We can get out these game predictions, Hell yeah. and we actually have an idea of who's on all these teams. Yeah, that'd and, be a lot of fun. And now maybe Baltimore spikes up a few more wins. You know, uh, maybe the Bucks spike down a few less wins mm-hmm. because maybe. because of how we've looked right. at these rosters. Right, for sure. All right, man, that's gonna be it for this week's show, though. Next week, like I said, fantasy football Lions final fifty three as we kind of get ready for the NFL season. Lots Clash, of good Clash stuff. The- Yep, Castle. Castle. We'll we there. got lots of stuff to talk about next week for sure. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck's own Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. We will see you guys as always next time.